Hello and welcome back to the Football Chat Podcast. It is episode 112 today, where we're going to be trialling a new format for the show. We kind of, before we talk about one topic, we talk about it for about 20 minutes, and then that's it. But now we're going to be talking about a few different stories from the week for about an hour-ish, depending on how bored Harry gets. But yeah, yeah. So if you do enjoy the new format, go and hit a like down below to uh, yeah, show some support. Or if you're on Spotify... Make sure to uh, rate the show and uh, you can download the podcast as well. So, yeah, shall we start with today's first story, Manchester United and their search for a new owner. It's been drawing on for a while now, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, just, uh, it's just taking its time for, for some reason. Well, it, it makes sense. They're going to do their due diligence, aren't they, the Glazers? Because at the end of the day, they've not been the greatest owners for Manchester United in no. some eyes. I mean, United fans eyes. are very unhappy about their running of the club. Given the amount of dividends they take, given the fact that Old Trafford is in massive need of uh, a renew, what's it called, a repair? The roof is, yeah, refurbishment. There you go. The roof is like has holes in it, and the stadium's getting quite old and tattered now. So that definitely needs improvement. So they've not been perfect, but they have spent over a billion pounds in the transfer market in the last five years. So there are positives and negatives for their ownership and obviously they have had a lot of success with the Glazers in charge. They've also had a barren period over the last decade or so. So there's ups and downs for the Glazers ownership. I think overall United fans of view is a negative. I think the owners are going to be buzzing with what they've taken out of the whole situation because I mean it's been quite successful for them both financially and in terms yeah. of their reputation. I mean I don't know many people that would have heard of them before Manchester United. Obviously they're probably I think they own a American sports club I can't remember which though or what sport but they weren't the most they were known but they weren't well as well known as they are now so I think they'll come out of this positively and with a with a cool five bill <laughs> potentially depending on who buys it so who are the potential suitors well you've got Shake Jassim and you've got Sir Jim Ratcliffe if you've been following the story you'll probably know those names be quite familiar with those guys but if you're not Shake Jassim is a Qatari prince or Qatari royal whose father is called has a really long name it's like Sheikh, it's Sheikh Jassim, they've both got the same name, and then a load of names afterwards. There's not a lot of information about him, which isn't surprising. I mean, I don't, I hadn't heard of him before this. No. I don't know if you were familiar with Sheikh Jassim. To be honest, all I know is he's a very rich man with a lot of money. Yeah, backed by the Qatari state, he's going to have a lot of money behind him. There was also rumours that the PSG owners were interested, but I believe they have... They're not now going in for him. I think that would be a conflict of interest there much. with regard to the Champions Might League. Each other in the Champions League final. I don't think they'd be allowed to. I don't think they'd be allowed to have two clubs in the Champions League. Like Red Bull had a massive issue getting both Salzburg and Leipzig in the Champions League, so they had to do some weird work around yeah. uh, to get them both in there. But yeah, and then Sergio Ratcliffe is the Ineos owner. Ineos, quite a well-known oil brand, I believe. Yeah. They sponsor the Mercedes Formula One team, so. They're, they're big in the office. And you'd imagine that if Sergio Ratcliffe was to purchase Manchester United, they would be a sponsor in one way or another, possibly yeah. a shirt sponsor, possibly just one of the other sponsors that they stick at the bottom of their website. So yeah, I, it's going to be interesting. Qatar versus Ineos, both very rich, but the, uh, the bids are slightly different. Slightly different bids. Sheikh Jackson's bid £5 billion for 100% of the club. Which is quite a bit of money, but considering Chelsea was sold for a similar thing, and I would argue Manchester United is a greater 
That's a good deal. Yeah, greatest Five source of revenue. Pounds is a good deal. <laughs> Yeah, pretty good value for money, that. Uh, so, yeah, £5 million for 100% of the club. And then Sergian Ratcliffe has bid £3.75 billion for 69% of the club. Now, why there's a difference is that Sergian Ratcliffe is simply buying the Glazers out of their share of Manchester United. Sheikh Jassim is taking over the entire club. So I believe there's some other shareholders involved with the ownership of Man United. So, yeah, Sheikh Jassim wants to buy them out as well. Sergian Ratcliffe is happy to only own 69%. That is obviously the controlling stake. So, yeah, I, I think they're both interesting bids. Who do you think would be best? Now, there's... there's, two, there's uh, I think, obviously, you know, the, um, Sheikh Jassim has got probably more money behind him. Yeah. I think he's more likely to provide. And you look at the way... Um, you know, Man City and other teams, you know, with loads of money behind them, have managed just to pump money into the club. Mm. Although Man City did do it wrongly, but um, I was going to say, if you Man City currently being investigated yeah, for financial. If you do it legally, fair play. That's a lot of money to get pumped into your club. But as I said, you've got to do it legally. B, I think it is interesting because from the Glazers' point of view, surely it's easier to sell to Jim Ratcliffe because he's only buying you out. You don't have to get the other shareholders involved. Yeah. You can just let him buy your stake and it's then you can jump a, ship. It's probably a quicker takeover yeah. for the Glazers. And also it values the club higher. 3.75 billion for 69%. I think values the club at about 5.4 billion. So more than the Sheikh Jassim I think bit. also I think with that 5 billion, the Glazers have to share that with the other 31%. Which means they probably get less than three point seven five billion. Well, exactly. That's exactly my point. Saying that, yeah, six nine percent for three point seven five billion is technically more. Uh, Values the overall club at a higher price. So, I think it's going to be interesting. Sergio Ratcliffe, obviously, we know is a Manchester United fan, so I think that will bode well. I think a, there's a lot of United fans who want that Qatari investment. They want Sheikh Jassim to come in, splash a load of cash, and win everything. Obviously, we've seen how money can have a huge impact on football. You've used examples like Manchester City. You could look at PSG and Newcastle as well. I say, yeah, the Middle East coming into football and, you know, spending money on these big football clubs and just pumping money into the club. Because, you know, Man City, they were a good side, but as soon as they got that, you know, investment, suddenly they're one of the best sides in the world. PSG, they wouldn't piss the French League every year if they didn't have that much money. They'd barely be, they wouldn't be even at the top of the French League. And then Newcastle, well, they've gone from relegation candidates to fighting for the Champions League. So... It's yeah. It it shows the power money can have, but then on the other, on the flip side, look at Chelsea. They've invested yeah. a ridiculous amount of money in their club, and well, you have to it's not been right. fruitful. You have to invest right. They've gone from Champions League candidates the other way, yeah. <laughs> fighting relegation now. So, it, yeah, I think from a sporting point of view, Sergeant Ratcliffe makes more sense. I think he cares more about the club. Yeah. I don't think the investment would be too dissimilar, because you can't invest more than. You've no. got, I think, if anything, Sergeant Ratcliffe spending less to buy a controlling stake in the club means he'll have more money potentially to spend, or it implies he doesn't have five billion to spend to get the whole club. And if you've got, a, you know, he, as you said, you know, he's a Man United fan, so he cares about the club. He knows, he knows what he's doing when it comes to, you know, he knows about football because he's run a business. Is that- he's got any us, Shane Jassim. As far as I'm aware, doesn't own any businesses. He's just a rich man from Qatar. Well, exactly. But I, equally, he can then employ the right people to run things for yeah. him if he's smart with it. So, yeah, I, I really don't know who's going to be the owner. It's going to be down to the Glazers and who they decide will take over next. I think they're using the same company that Chelsea used 
the same outside sort of adjudicator. I can't remember who the name now, but they deal with big sales. Yeah. So the owner doesn't make doesn't have to make a choice between them. Instead, the third party decides who is a better fit for the club. The Glazers just want their money into the Yeah, well, the Glazers don't care, do it really do that? They've not cared about Manchester United really over the last decade. So why would they care now? They yeah, just want exactly. the money. They if they leave the club in tatters, they leave it in tatters. But yeah, the more money they can get, the happier they will be. Tell me an interesting story which develops. We know the Glazers have been wanting to sell United for a while now. Yeah, I think either way it would be a positive thing for United because we know how much yeah. the fans hate the Glazers. Yeah, we've seen the I know they've had quite a lot of success, but if that's the, from the Glazers' point of view, they've got really successful. Mm. They've managed to line their pockets. Yeah. From the fans' point of view, you know, we've seen the protests before games. You know, we've seen games called off because fans are protesting there's, against. There's another them. protest the weekend yeah. just gone before the Aston Villa match. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of distaste towards the Glazers. However, this is not going to be a quick process. No. Selling football clubs is not a matter of days. The only reason the Chelsea one went through in under a month is because of the great. Pressure on that deal to I mean, get Branovich down. Had to, that's the, the yeah. The deal had to be forced. Branovich gone as quickly as possible. Yeah. So that was that was sold as quickly as possible. Whereas this, the due the due diligence will be done on this. Yeah. Manchester United will make sure they have the right owner coming in. Uh, probably potentially at the end of the year, if not for next summer. I don't think this will be done before the end of the season. No. I so I would I'd imagine you're either going to be looking at January potentially. They come in or the summer after, which would make some more sense if it's the summer. That's a greater time period where there's nothing going on the pitch. So yeah. You can sort out everything off the pitch and get ready for the new season. Should we move on to our yes. second topic of today's show? Dortmund bottling the Bundesliga. Yeah, this is so frustrating. It's because fun, yeah. the, the one season Bayern are actually slipping up and Dortmund are nowhere. Well, they're not nowhere. They're right there, and they're not. They just can't they pull are, any consistency to go, and there's still a chance that Bayern drop points. But yeah, from a neutral point of view, and I think most people, you know, watching or listening, you'll agree with us here. As if you're not a fan of Bayern, you just want to see someone else win the Bundesliga. Or Bochum. BFL Bochum and Bayern fans are really tight. Apparently, the Bochum fans really want Bayern to win for some reason. So I, I think there's a relationship between their fans. Which means that Dortmund well, I mean, they means they won. Well, yeah, exactly. They uh, Dortmund drew with VfL Bochum on Friday evening, one all. That was quite the controversial game. Adiemi scored uh, to level the game, but then later in the match could have been given Shoot a penalty. penalty, Stonewall penalty. Wow. And uh, I mean, Jude Bellingham's talk, comments I mean, as well. You talk about that close relationship between Bayern and Bochum. I'd have a look at that referee's bank account. I was going to say, I'd look at the close relationship between Bayern and the referees yeah. after that one. Because that was a stone. I think it's not one of those 50-50s where you look at it and go, uh, you look after the game yeah. and go, that should have been a penalty, the referee got it wrong. It, I genuinely don't know how uh, the referee or VAR hasn't looked at that and gone, hang on a minute. Mm. That's a stonewall penalty. As much as much I agree with you that that should have been a penalty... I do just think but Dortmund can't use that as an excuse. Oh, yeah, you cannot it draw. Was it a home or away? I believe it was at home. Or no, oh. away, sorry. Oh, yeah. You can't draw. Whether that's a home or away, you can't draw the bottom of the league Imagine and Man expect City to get off because to, you missed yeah, a Man City went to Southampton and they drew and they blamed on the no, Sorry, not bottom happen. of the league, but they're in the relegation but places it, yeah, at the moment. It's inexcusable. When you're fighting for a title yeah. and you're drawing to the bottom of the league, terrible performance. Um, really, really poor. Bayern are now back top. Bayern obviously beat Hertha 2 0. Yeah. Hertha put on a show, though. Fair enough to them because they kept that they are actually bottom of the league, Hertha. They kept Bayern quiet for almost 70 minutes 
Uh, Serge Gnabry opened the scoring on the 69th minute. That takes Bayern back to the top of the Bundesliga by a point. Now 62 points. Well, there's only a point in it, and there's still a few games to go, but it's going to take Bayern yeah, to so drop. They've played 30 in the Bundesliga. But I think I just don't back, because even if Bayern drop points, which I think they could, because they have not had a great season by any stretch, I still don't back Dortmund to win all their because games. Because I think even if Bayern slip up, Dortmund slip up. Yeah. So to look at the fixture list for the rest of the season, then Bayern travel to Werder Bremen, then they host Schalke, then they host Leipzig, and then they head to Cologne. Leipzig the only team there that I think will challenge. Well, Schalke have to win. That's my only thought in that game, is Schalke must win, if not they're probably going to get relegated. So they might be up for it. So they they need a result there. And then Borussia Dortmund, they have... Oh, dear. They host Wolfsburg, then Gladbach... They're not easy games at all. Then Augsburg away, Mainz at home to finish the season. It's not great. It's not ideal, is it? Augsburg currently 13th in the Premier League in, in the Bundesliga. Mainz at 8th, Gladbach 10th, Augsburg 7th. So they're all sort of in that mid-table. Yeah. They're clubs that you can slip up against. 100%. 100%. So Dortmund have the tougher run in. I just feel that this was Dortmund's greatest chance to win the Bundesliga for years. They've not won it since Jochen Klopp, right? Yeah. And I mean, Bayern, I mean, it's kind of like they try to hand it to Dortmund, you know, sacking Nagelsmann. That was a poor decision. Overall, they've made a massive mistake. That was a panic. They lost in the Champions League and they... they... No, they didn't even lose in the Champions League. They got through. They they lost in the... It was was the Internationals, wasn't it? They lost in the Pokemon, didn't they? No. Oh, no. So after after a loss to Leverkusen, 2-1 loss to Leverkusen, they sacked him, brought in Thomas Tuchel. He won 4-2 in his first game. Since then, just two wins, three losses and two draws. I still think something must have gone on behind the scenes. That well, that's that's the, that's the what's been rumoured, isn't it? That Julian Argusman fell out with the you ball. You don't sack a man that's only lost three games all year. No, exactly. And you bring in a new one who's already lost three games. He's already lost more than three. <laughs> Equally, one of those is in the Champions League. Yeah, but, but I also look at and the, um, the other one, another one yeah. in the Pokal, which means they're out of the Pokal now, yeah, that's and that's another trophy they usually just waltz to. That will there will be a shock winner year, because Dortmund they? got knocked out by Leipzig as well. So the Pokal semi-finals, which are actually happening, well, when this goes out, yesterday and today. So uh, yeah, so Freiburg and Leipzig in one semi, and then Stuttgart and I, Frankfurt. I just think it's absolutely mental. Yeah, I, I. I I, I, I just don't understand the decision. But Dortmund, yeah. how you don't pounce on that, I do not know. Well, this is the frustration from Borussia Dortmund. You know, they've, they've got a chance to win the league. After they lost to Bayern, fair enough. You know, that's a tough game. But, but again, Bayern have lost like, games since then. They, well, they lost at 4-2. And I look at the game, Kobel gave Bayern two of their goals. Yeah. And um, the other one won't run them an own goal. That's Dortmund's biggest issue. They should have beaten Chelsea. But in that game, again, Kobel dropped one. Of his, yeah. No, Kobel didn't even play, did he? No. I think it was Alexander Meyer. So that's what explains that one. But it feels that Kobe's always not there for the games they need. And when he is there for the big games, he makes mistakes. So. But, I also, and, but I also look at the squads. I look at the quality of the squad. And to me, there just seems to be a massive difference. There's a disparity. It, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Dortmund are relying on Adiemi in his first season in the Bundesliga to provide do, all of the goal-scoring threat. Because do Dortmund not have money, or do they not? Dortmund have money. Inv- I just don't understand why they don't build a better squad. But Dortmund's investment is always to invest in young players and breed them for the future. They've had problems this year. Sebastian Allem is in the first half of the season. Yeah, but, equally, but then why are they bringing players like... Are they, you know, well, they brought in Modeste, didn't they, to replace even, him? But even bringing in players like Nicolas Sula, why? 
That's the problem. They don't. Yeah, they get buying But it's a free, so that is a good signing on a free. Yeah. To bring a champ, a defender who's played yeah, regular Champions back, League football and won Bundesliga. That youth player they wanted to bring in. And he's a fantastic centre half. Nico yeah. Schlotterbeck. But yeah, he's not actually played a lot recently. I don't know if he's out injured, but no, nothing on the injury list. No. But he's also not on the bench. I don't know where Schlotterbeck is, but he was not in their side that drew with Stuttgart in Again. that absolute mess of a match. The fact that you went 2 0 up, they brought it back to 2 2. Already that's shocking because yeah. Stuttgart are currently fighting off relegation. Yeah. And then Reina manages, you think he's won it in the 93rd minute, and yet somehow you still concede after that. They were a man down Stuttgart. Konstantinos yeah. Mavropanos sent off in that game, who has a brilliant name, by the way, former Arsenal player. He was sent off in the 39th minute. Dortmund were 2 0 up. Then Stuttgart get a red card. That should be kill the game off. Love a javelin. They somehow drew that match. It's inexcusable. Right. I don't understand how you bottle a league. And then Bochum, I mean, conceded after five minutes. Adi Amin levelled it after seven, and then they couldn't score for 83 minutes. 67% possession, 2.85 expected goals, 22 shots, seven on target, and yet no goals after the seventh minute for Dortmund. What I also don't... I mean, what how do, what do Dortmund do to challenge... I mean, I know we're talking about their squad, the quality of the squad not being good enough. Well, I don't know if the quality of the squad's the issue. Yeah, I think the quality of the manager... Up. Like, Terzic is a good yeah. coach, but he's not a Thomas Tuchel, a Julian Nagelsmann. He's not one of the best managers in the in the world. That'd, that'd be a kick in the teeth if they, got, if they went and got Nagelsmann. It would be, but it would also be sort of harsh on Terzic, I, th- I think. But Dortmund, they quite like Terzic. The Dortmund they do, but again, fans. if they don't win the league this year, that's a failure. Yeah, so the last... The last uh, Trophy, the last Bundesliga that Dortmund won was in 2011-12. But also, that you know, since they've finished runner-up in pretty much. If they don't everything. win the league this year, it's going to be a trophyless season for Dortmund. When was the yeah. last time they won a trophy? They won the Pokal in 2020-21. Uh, that was three years ago. And since then, yeah, nothing, nothing else. German Super Cup in 2019-20. They won the Champions League in 96-97. That's yeah, a bit wild, okay. Uh, the that's, last time they were actually competitive for the Champions League in 2012 they lost the final. All, all the leagues and why Germany's so low. I mean, apart from France, how your second best team in the league can go trophyless for three years. Yeah, but that's just because they're failing. But also, I think, that, does that not make a more competitive league? Well, no, because that's your second best team hasn't won a trophy in three years. That says your first best team's just pissing it every No, year. because the winners of the DFB Poco last year were Freiburg, right? Yeah. But again, that's like that's no, like, that's like Real Batis winning it. I know they came around. Who won the? I'm going to find out who won the Pokal. Leipzig beat him in the final. All oh, right, yeah, then that's not as exciting, is it? No. Yeah, Pokal wins in twenty one, twenty two. Runners up in twenty twenty one and eighteen nineteen. So they love Pokal run, and then the finals against Freiburg again. Yeah. Which, if they win that, they've probably got an easy game because it's Stuttgart or Frankfurt. Could no, Frankfurt could start to That's the thing. No one else can challenge Bayern because they just Bayern just go and buy all the best players from all the other teams in the league. Yeah, we thought Union were actually going to challenge yeah. at one point this year. They've not been as competitive. They are still third in the league. but didn't know what happened to them. Well, they had a really terrible off. February where they drew with... They drew the Ajax in the Europa League, drew with Schalke then at the weekend, and then they got through in the Europa League, lost to Bayern, drew with Cologne, drew with Wolfsburg, got lost knocked out Gilmore. 6-3 on aggregate in that uh, Europa yeah, League quarter-final. Really weird. Uh, no, round 16, yeah, yeah not final. And then since then, losses to Frankfurt in the Pokal and Dortmund, and then they've drawn with Bosham and Leverkusen in recent weeks. So it's just been really patchy since the since sort of the 
turn of the year. I mean, if you just scroll from uh, the first sort of month of January, they won every match in January. Yeah. And then they I won did. the first two games of February. And then they've had a fall off towards in recent weeks. And then you look at you know you look at you know other teams like Bayern just went and bought Gladbach's best goalkeeper yeah. to be their backup. Well, I think that's the issue. Union were trying to compete on multiple fronts. They had Europa yeah. League to contend with, they had the Bundesliga, and ultimately pushing for both Should meant they were knocked out won. of both. But Union are fine because they're going to have Champions League football for next year if they can avoid slip up. They're only two points ahead of Leipzig in fifth, which is a concern because if Union were to get knocked down to the Europa League. I but think again, that's a poor season for them. Champions League football yeah. completely transforms their fortunes. But you mentioned Leipzig again, and speaking of Bayern, what's that? They've bought their best centre-half at Meccano. And they've got Conrad Lima joining them in a yeah, couple of weeks. they should go buy all their best players. And they signed Marcel Sabitzer, who was arguably their best I'm player, and then just loaned him to Man United. Imagine Man City just did that when they bought every, every best pla- you know, the best player for every single team in the league. Grealish, Ake. Yeah, exactly. Phillips. Yeah, no, but they... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, let's let's run. They're like they were like relegation sides when they bought them. Yeah, I get that. It's not like but it's not like Bayern have gone. gone to, Bayern have gone to yeah. fourth in the league and just taken two of their. It's not like they've gone and picked out Rhys James, Mo exactly. Salah. Yeah, I get what you're Martin saying. Martin Rashford come over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I don't. Uh, yeah, Bayern are definitely a level above the rest of the Bundesliga. But they've not been this year, and Dortmund should have exploited that, and they haven't. Yeah, the fact they haven't is a massive. They've absolutely, performance. Uh, Union are only six points off the lead now. That's. I think they'll be so frustrated that they yeah. threw away points rec- like in February because they definitely could have been up at the sharp end. In fact, even in recent weeks, if they'd been able to convert draws against Bosham and Leverkusen into victories, well, they'd only be two points behind Bayern Munich, one point behind Dortmund. They're in the. They'd be in the title race. But yeah. I feel unless Dortmund and Bayern keep playing like they are and Union win their last four games, you never know. Well, it's it's not impossible, but it's improbable. But that would be amusing if after all this time of Dortmund pushing Bayern to win, to, to win the title, it's Union that breaks the spell. Yeah. I just want to see someone else win it. Cause it's just I think everyone wants to see someone else win it. win it every single year. Yeah. It very much is. Hopefully it doesn't continue for too much longer. Should we move on to our third story yes. before we get on to a, a new segment as well for the show as to end off. Next story, Sheffield United. Now, Ooh. people rejoicing, fans rejoicing as Sheffield United promoted back to the Premier League. Very good season. Paul Hackingbottom's side have played some nice football and their second going up automatically to the Premier League. However, it's not all not all buzzing, not all joy and sunflowers and roses at Sheffield United because their finances are horrendous. Financial trouble for Sheffield United has uh, caused a lot of issues and the owner is desperate to sell now despite the fact his team have got back to the Premier League. A lot of this is due to promotion bonuses. £8 million in promotion bonuses. Why? Why would you ever set that up? Because he wasn't expecting them to go up, evidently. And he thought if they did, then he'd have the money to be able to pay them off. But it hasn't worked out for whatever. Yeah. Also, how did he also not look like halfway through the season and go, I'm going to have to get £8 million together here, and then just proceeded to not I do it? would imagine the owner's not too active in the club then. I mean, it's ridiculous. Guess, but but for, for me, it doesn't matter that he's going to sell, because as we talked about earlier with the Glazers... It's a, it's a long process to sell a football club. You can't you just can, sell it overnight. You can cut corners if you want, though. You can definitely cut corners. You can, but that's just put the club in complete. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? You can you can fast-track the transfer, you can cut corners, you can get the sale through, but for Sheffield United fans, that it would be a concern. But they are one of the most attractive prospects out there. You're taking a club that played really nice football in the Championship this year. They're going to be in the Premier League next season. I do think their squad is very weak. 
That's going to take a lot of investment. That's what I was going to say. It, when in this stage where you you've confirmed promotion and you're heading into the you know the promised land of the Premier League, you know, this is where you need to be looking at you know your, your squad, your personnel, your staff, your manager, you know, improving those things. But their main role is going to be finding money and finding a new owner. Okay, you want stability as you go up, yeah. Because a lot of other assets of the club won't will have to change. You know, playing staff often have to change. Yeah. Because I don't. I think I saw a kid joke the other day that Chef that um, Derby's record points tally might be in jeopardy with Sheffield United going yeah. up. I'll be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if they did only score twelve points next season. They were under that thirteen yeah. points the for squad, Derby. Their scored. squad is just not good enough. No. I, I'll be honest. I don't really know how they've been promoted. Well, they've played some good stuff, and they've been consistent. If you look at the championship, consistency is key. Like they've, you've got some got sides playing some really nice stuff, like Middlesbrough, Luton Town. They've they've both I been great sides, but they've not though, been as consistent. It says it all that you look at their results against Burnley, Luton, Middlesbrough, Blackburn, yeah. Millwall, and they've lost the they've dropped points in the majority of those games. But that's at the end of the day. You don't win titles by yeah, how many points yeah. you score against the big six. You win titles and you get promoted. They beat promotions. Blackpool. That's what you got to do. Exactly. If you can bat a Reading in because they're crying that their club's been docked about a hundred points this year, then you know. I just up your guy. I think they're going to really struggle next year. I don't, I like yeah. Paul Hackingbottom, but I don't think he's good enough to manage in the Premier League. I don't think the squad's good enough. They've got you know as you said so much financial trouble. The only wants to sell it. There's so much wrong with that football club. I don't see any way they stay up next year. No, and I think that's a major concern. I think that's a major yeah. concern for Sheffield United. Turn into a yoga club. But also, I don't think Paul Hackingbottom is a Premier League manager. Not. Like, at all. don't get me wrong. Massive shout out to what he's been able to achieve yeah. this year, and I hope he proves me wrong next year because there's a lot he's of managers that do it. Yeah. Look at Gary O'Neill, for example. Never managed in the Premier League say, before, and both are going to stay out. What was the type of bloke though? You bring in as an interim manager, not your full-time Premier League manager. Yeah, but we've, we've shown that actually. Coaches, assistant managers can be better than the actual guy. And what I'd do is, even even if you bring in a new manager, still keep your Paul Hacking bottom around. So I said, I don't think they'll bring a new manager. If I they think are, they'll wait. Yeah, look at Parker. The bottom of the Give him four points. games. Let them let him show that he's not quality enough, and then you can you can't sack him without any. And then bring in Scott Parker and see what happens. Don't don't ever do that. Advice to all owners out there: if Never. don't even look at Scott Parker. Sit in the street, you run away. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's just a weird situation for United. You never, it's weird that you see a club go up and yet still have financial issues because mm. clubs pump loads into getting promoted and then sometimes it doesn't pay off and then yeah. they get financial I mean, problems. I'm, it's not, oh, it's worked out, oh, but hang on, we've still got that money. Yeah, I like, think that's poor budget. I know, I know, also you get more for going for the playoffs, but getting promoted should give you enough money to be able to. You know, have decent enough finances. Yeah, it, I mean, you it, still get what 100 million pounds. Exactly. It, show, it just shows a complete mismanagement. Yeah, I know. Obviously, the so the championship playoff final is the most lucrative sports final in the it's world. Mental. Or at least football final. I think maybe the Super Bowl's ahead of it in terms of sports final. But I think it's the most expensive. What do you mean that is football? <laughs> Let's go, dude. But, yeah, okay. Know, I, Second I, most expensive football. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so soccer. Yeah, yeah. But. but um, I just think I just it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous how yeah. I, I don't know what the owner's done with the finances, whether he's been to the conceit casino too much or whatever he's doing. How if you're getting a hundred million? He's done a Red Bull, paid too much yeah. in catering. If you if you've got a hundred million for going up, you can't give eight of that to your to your yeah. players, and then you've got ninety two million left for yourself or to do whatever you want to do with it. 
It's ridiculous. What I'd love to see is the Sheffield United fans call together the money and own the club. Because it would be amazing to see a Premier League club owned by the fans. But in, a re- in the realistic world, that isn't happening. No, it's a lot of money. Exactly. So... We'll probably they're going to need a new owner. They've not heard of anyone interested yet, but you'd imagine there'll be clubs interested. Yeah, we'll people around. Here's a here's a proposal. Red Bull. Oh, I love I love these. Routes. It happens every time a club like this. Yeah, Derby was struggling. Yeah. Potential for Red Bull. Derby. Everyone thought we could see RB Derby. RB Sheffield oh. United. <laughs> United. RB Sheffield. Yeah, but that kills the club. That's what they'll do, isn't it? It'll be RB Sheffield. Yeah. But I want I want to keep the identity of Sheffield United. I don't think Red Bull would do that, and I think the fans would hate it if they were Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull Leipzig, Red Red Bull Salzburg, Red Bull Sheffield. New York, New York Red Bulls, and then Red Bull Sheffield, Sheffield. Red Bulls, Sheffield United Red Bulls. But Sheffield have strong English football heritage. They are one yeah. of the oldest clubs in the football league. They should be up there at the sharp end. They yeah, should they be competitive. Be. So I hope they get an owner that can provide them with the backing to be able to pull that off. And, I mean, this season, it's only the third time in Premier League history that all three promoter sides have stayed up. Is there a chance it happens next year? No. Why not? Burnley will be all right. I think Burnley could do what Brentford have done. They'd be up in the top Sheffield half. Sheffield United. If they unless can they st- have massive improvement. Yeah, if, if they, unless they start the finances, they will go down. And I look at Luton, Middlesbrough, Blackburn, or Mil- sorry, Coventry or Blackburn. Don't even need to look at the other three, mate. Luton Town. I look at those Europa four, League football next year. And I go, none of them stay up. Nah. That's they disrespectful to Luton, mate. Oh, no. Luton do not stay up in the Premier League. Well, the fact that Luton are even at the top end of the Championship, considering their, ma- their finances, their is concern, sensational. Yeah, their, their number one concern next year isn't improving their squad, it's building their stadium because it's too small. That's Middlesbrough. Nice. I like what Michael Carrick's doing, and maybe Middlesbrough is out. If they got money, yeah, and I guess if they can get a lot of their loans this season onto permanent, you know, Cameron Archer, Aaron Ramsey, basically a lot of Aston Villa players. But <laughs> yeah, if, if they maybe Coventry, I think you get a bigger bother. bargain than spending twenty million on Cameron Archer and unproven. Nah, Cameron Archer's class. Yeah, but he's unproven in the Prem. No, he's not. We've not seen him. Well, he is unproven in the Prem. He's played about two and not scored. Oh, he's so good. I just think. I think, yeah, Coventry don't stand a chance. No offence to any Coventry I don't think Coventry, Coventry are going fans. up. They're fifth. Yeah, but I don't think they're going up. They're still in there, shall Yeah, they? I know, but I, I think if it's not a Luton Middlesbrough playoff final, then that is the most championship thing ever. Yeah. Because like, oh, yeah, Coventry-Blackburn. And Black, to be fair... I, what, it, and then either Victor Gaia-Cores or would, Ben Brereton-Diaz are going to be in the absolutely prem. brilliant to see Blackburn back in the Prem, but I think they'd be rock bottom. Yeah. That squad is not good enough. Well, neither is Coventry. I mean, imagine Millwall go up. <sighs> no. I don't want it to happen because I think it would be... Yeah, I mean, they're going to be a worst I'm, team I'm saying history. this on, on a video so that Millwall fans can't find me and hunt me down. I think they'll still find you and hunt you down. Horrible people. No, I don't think the horrible people... Like, like, there's good Millwall fans. There's going to be bad eggs. There are every yeah. club. It seems there's a couple more at Millwall than other clubs. But Come would on. that not be the... like? The most exciting. I'd I'd rather watch Mill like West Ham turn up at Millwall. That would be, that would be fireworks. From a neutral point of view, watching Millwall. Imagine West Ham, Harland walking into the den. Yes, fifty p's thrown at his head. Yeah, it's a shame that we can't have both Millwall and Luton in the Premier League just for the vibes of Harland having to turn up to these little. Like the yeah. den's not a little stadium to be fair, or and Millwall aren't a little club, but they are. I would like to see you know, Man City just rock up a Kenilworth <laughs> Road. 
That walking through, quality. walking through Jane's front garden. The park, yeah, the garage. park of the team bus in someone's garage. The away, literally away. Imagine all the Man City fans piling into that away and having to yeah. go under someone's house. Yeah, through June's back garden. Yeah, literally. Like, have you seen the, the stairs? The, the, yeah, literally yeah, just over people's gardens. Everyone, it's like everyone keeps copy copying the same tweets. They did the same with Will Still, and it's like uh, it's a thing now on Twitter where you will. You put the same text of Luton Town could get promoted and this is their stadium. And then, because a load of the big accounts are tweeting yeah. it with a picture of Kenilworth Road going, uh, laughing at it. And then other people have been doing the same by like taking other pictures and putting them in, like a picture of a bin or a local subway. Oh, but yeah, it's been quite amusing. I think Kenilworth Road, yeah, will be exciting in the Premier League. So Sheffield United, they're going up, but I don't see a way they stay up unless they can sort out. Well, unless someone trouble. buys them. Yeah. If, you, again, well, if the other owner doesn't... Fast-tracking, a, 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 a oh, yeah. swapping of owners is a terrible idea. The other owner, if the current owner tries to stay, well, he's got eight, he's got to find eight million quid because the f- players are going to want their promotion bonuses. They've got Sheffield United in the usually, Prem. Usually it's the way around. If you go down, all the players yeah. want to leave. They're going up. I don't think they'll leave. leave because I don't know where they're going to go. Who is going to want Billy Sharp? Yeah. Illaman Ndiaye, I mean, he's a bowler, but I don't think he's, he's going to get a move. He is. By AC Milan. He's a good player, yeah. Fair enough, he might go. Oh, no, to be fair, if you get AC Milan. Another one. I think they've, they've yeah, got players. They've got, to be fair, they've got some decent actually, players. But they're be- I think they're better than Sheffield United. I could see... That's a problem. They Most sides that go up, the players stick around in the Prem. But I could see a lot of them going, well, we're just going to go back down, so they move on. Yeah. Like, I think Ahmed Hodzic would be a perfect someone for someone like an Aston Villa. Back up or, to Calder and Mings. Yeah, Rotating well, Conza. if anything, yeah, replacing Conza in the side. Because struggled against United. Well, yeah, and you want rotation options because Callum yeah. Chambers as a rotation option is not it. Especially if Villa are in the Europa League next season. Yeah. They're going to have a lot more football to play. So they're going to need some more players. But yeah, I could definitely see a move for Arne, Ahmed Hodzic to someone. Yeah. Someone decent up in the I league. I can't Not Sheffield much, United. Really. Should we have a look through their squad? Yeah. And then we'll move on to our fair, final that, segment. I know we're slated them. I don't think they're going to stay out. Let's actually see the squad to see if they're any good. Yeah. This is where we find out apart from Alan Hosic and Dyer. <laughs> this is just absolute nothing. rubbish. Okay, so their goalkeeper is Wesley Fotheringham. Right, I don't know no, who that is. That's absolute no. That is Basham. absolute no. He was back up Rangers keeper, I swear, like yeah. two years ago. And then the defenders, it's the, it's same, the same side that went down. Basham, Bulldog, Basham, Stevens, Bulldog, Kieran Clark, Jaden Bogle. <laughs> this side is not staying up. No. John Fleck, Ollie Norwood, Sander Burge. Baller, to be fair. Thomas Doyle on loan. I was going to say. He's yeah. leaving. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not coming back. James McAtee on loan. He's not sticking he's not about either. Up. And then Billy Sharp, Ollie McBurney, Rian Brewster, Illiman and Dye, Daniel Jefferson. I just don't think this side's got any hope. How on earth did this side get to the semi-finals of the FA Cup? Oh, I forgot that. No, How no. did they do that? Mate, this is... I just don't get it. Why are they so good? What's going on here? Sc- maybe. Maybe Mate, we shouldn't speak... We disrespected because he must be Jesus if he's pulled Genuinely. They got promoted into an FA Cup semi-final with that squad. Let's have a look at the lineup they played. Their best player. Well, they played a three-five-two. So they just sat behind the ball for ninety minutes. They've got John Egan in their football team. Following in between the sticks, five-point-eight rating, not great. (laughs) This was against Man City. Ahmed Hodzic, Egan, Robinson, Bulldog, and Lowe are your wingers. Max Lowe is 
going to be playing Premier League football potentially next season. Middle three, Fleck, Norwood, Burge, and then front two of Indai and Jefferson. I don't imagine that's how they actually play. I think that's how they set up against City. Should we see their West Brom for, for West? Oh, it's the same. Yeah, no, they, they hate football. They've played so basically what he's done is they've played three five two, kick it long to and die all game. He scores yeah, one. And like what then Reese Reason wins? Look at that, one nil, one nil, one nil. One against Preston. Two nil, one nil, four one, one nil, one nil, two one, one nil, one nil, one nil, three nil. Just kick it long and score a goal. One nil three one, two nil, two one three one, two one, one nil, one nil. They genuinely just hoof the hoof the ball long, sit in a low block and score one goal. Okay, that's enough for today. Yeah, they've scored 71 goals this season, which to be fair, when Luton have scored 56, yeah. it's not bad, but yeah, they've not, I don't think they've... easy Burnley have had it, they've absolutely 10 got. points clear at the top, Burnley, obviously the Championship season does come to an end this coming weekend, it's been a, yeah, Sheffield's not in the Prem though, it's going to be an interesting prospect, hopefully they I get a new I don't think up looking at that score. Well, to be fair, they do what Forrest and just throw money to at the fair, problem. That, that 3-5, they've got no money to throw at people. They don't have any money. They can't even play for any, actual no. players, let them buy more ones. Yeah, I really hope like Billy Sharp who gets a million quid out of the promotion bonuses or something. Turns out all eight million goes on one player. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way they could convince Mackie to come on loan. Yeah. So if you manage to drag us to the Premier League, we'll give you eight million quid, mate. But yeah. Anyway, should we look at the final segment, a new yes. segment for Ooh. the podcast? Uh, we might come up with a better name at some point, but we're just titling at the moment The Rumour Mill. Ooh. Yeah, no, maybe we need we need some dramatic music there. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Can we try again? The rumor mill. Dun, dun, dun. Fantastic. Right, this is the show, segment of the show where we're going to look at some transfer rumors and managerial moves and all that sort of stuff. Rumors, basically. Yeah, there we go. Things that aren't true but might be true. Who knows? So the first of which, Bellingham apparently has agreed to join Real Madrid for 150 million pounds at the end of the season. It's a verbal agreement at the moment. I think there's one, two questions from this. Is 150 mil a good price? Yes. And is this a good move for Bellingham? Yes. Okay, thanks. Well, that's going to be a really boring segment if you say yes to No, I think 150 million, he is probably the best player in the world right now, or one of them. Um, And you're telling me that Real Madrid midfield of Jude... And this this is for the next, like... Forget Modric, forget Cruz. That sounds ridiculous. To say. I was going to say, yeah. But take forget Cru- two of the greatest midfielders no, no, no. of their generation. Take Cruz and Modric out of that midfield. They still, ha- they would still have Bellingham, Camavinga, and Shawmeni. Well, exactly. That Camavinga and Bellingham providing the energy. Shawmeni screening it. That's a fantastic. And then you've still great, got. The, I think Luka Modric is probably the best midfield one ever. I mean, he's a perfect player to learn under, isn't he? Yeah. And Tony Cruz, who's been there, done that, done yeah. a completed football. It's ridiculous. It's, Football it's, completed it, mate. Real Madrid just keep getting better. And that's the problem is while other clubs are regressing, you know, who challenges Real for but Champions League? I don't mind, though. Yeah, Unless City beat them on a couple weeks. I do mind that. But I do like it because it means that City will never win the Champions League. Because Real will just find keep... Out, we'll find out next no, Tuesday. No, no, Not a chance. Not a chance. You never know. Real Madrid are going to beat them. Okay, and for Jude, do you think this is the perfect move? Is that Real Madrid midfield suited to him? I think it's a lot better than the other options because his rumours with Chelsea don't go anywhere near that. Liverpool, again, don't go anywhere near yeah. that. Uh, and that's about it. Yeah, I, well, Man City's linked with. But don't go near that. I think Haaland could be a swaying factor. I think he'll go Real. Okay. I, I think Real makes the most sense. Because I think he wants to win the Champions League. 
I think he wants the best. If he wants the best chance of winning the Ballon d'Or, yeah. is Real Madrid not the best place to do that? Hundred percent. I know, obviously, there you're competing with the likes of Vinicius, but that's easy. It's e- that is it's easy. I'd rather compete with Vinicius for a Ballon d'Or than Erling bloody Howard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could be the world's best midfielder ever, but if you've got a Norwegian robot who scored fifty yeah. goals this year, you're not going to beat him. Yeah, could do you think Bellingham has the ability to win Ballon d'Or? Hundred percent. Or are Mbappe? Are Mbappe, Haaland, and Vinicius? Too? Well, that that'll be the test, though, won't it? Because we saw Modric win it in the Messi Ronaldo era. I think can Bellingham do it in the Haaland? Well, I, I think it would take uh, a World Cup for England because then there is no way that Haaland and Mbappe are on the same. We've got thing. it in the bag. It's coming home. Twenty twenty six. We win in the US. Yeah, or the, a Euros twenty four. Twenty eight. We win in Germany. World we're Cup going back to back to back. We're gonna we're gonna win. We're gonna do the Spain. We're gonna win Euros, World Cup, Euros. No, we're gonna win Euros, World Cup, and Nations League. We can't yeah. win the Nations no. League. <laughs> Why not? We got relegated. We can win it in four years. <laughs> we can win it in four years' time. We're in the Nations up. League. Got a lot of Nations League. We're going for the Nations League twenty seven. Yeah, to be fair, that is what we're, we're pushing for. It. <laughs> That's why Southgate's here. Football completed it. Yeah, when we don't win anything for. The hundred for like hundreds of years, but we were in the Nations League in twenty twenty seven. I do still worry that England will never win anything in my lifetime. Yeah, that is a concern. Hopefully, hopefully. Well, at least the at least the England women are going to be winning the World yeah. Cup this year. Yes, I in Australia. So that that'll be good. Good summer. Exactly. Anyway, Bellingham to Real Madrid, one hundred fifty million. We are saying that's a good, good deal. deal. Good okay. rumor. Good rumour. Up next, Manchester United in a hunt for a striker. Couple options currently linked, namely Harry Kane, Victor Osman, and a bit of a rogue one of Dusan Vlahovic. What? They don't want to keep Vegos? I am stunned. (laughs) Good plan. Um, Yeah. Who do you you think suits United's system best? Who works best in their team? Is it Victor Osman? Is it Harry Kane? Osman's just good, isn't he? Is it? But does he work for United? Yeah, because United. Imagine he can get that Kratzkelia link up, which is which he's got. Imagine, what, what, no, imagine he can yeah, get that Rashford. That'd be lethal. Yeah. I just think Ten Hag likes a player that can play with his back to goal. Well, then you know, get Harry why... But equally, he's played Rashford through the middle now, isn't he? He's dropped Vegas into attacking with field. So weird. Rashford, no, it makes sense because Vegas yeah. is your target man in behind the striker. I'll be honest. Don't go near Vlahovic. Is a front three of yeah yeah I mean that's sort of a given. He's not had a great time at no. Juve. Good striker, but he needs a move to somewhere like Aston Villa. Well, I don't know why they're my compl- they're always my go to. I don't need more strikers. Yeah, no, they definitely don't need more strikers. Watkins, Duran, and Archer. Don't need no one. That does not sound very promising. Uh, but is a front three of Rashford, Osimhen, and Sancho is that the best front three in the world? No. Who's the best front three in the world then? Um. Um. Probably. Grealish, Haaland, Mares. That's not a front three. They play with like six people up front. Well, okay. <laughs> um, I still put Vinny, Benzema, and Rodrigo. I'd say though that Sancho's better than Rodrigo. It's close between Vinicius and Sancho. No. Osman will beat Benzema's level, in my opinion. No. I'm not. I'm why not, is that? I'm why not, is that I'm a mental not, statement? No, no, no. Why is that a mental statement? They've had very similar come ups. Did well no, in the French Benzema's League. Benzema got that immediate move to Real Madrid. Osman got to Napoli. Napoli's he's doing well in Napoli now. He, he could he, I think he can reach a higher ceiling than Benzema. My only concern I have is every single player that comes to the Syria is such a different ball game in the Premier League. Yeah. And not very many players have come across and been successful from Syria to the Premier League. Another problem for Manchester United is that Osman's not going to be short of suitors this summer. That's PSG it, are linked, yeah. Bayern Munich are linked, Chelsea are but linked. But PSG want everyone. 
Yes, you do. And that's mainly because Lionel Messi, which is not a rumour that's on this list, but it's, we're talking about it now. Lionel Messi linked with a return to Barcelona. Oh, that would be biblical. Yeah. That Could, would, genuinely, that would be... I'd write it. Write a new, new testament in the Bible. And what? Write it. Messi? I agree with Messi return to Barca. Done. And, that, and then that's it. And then they Religion sell millions and complete it. But yeah, I, I, I don't know that. Because Mbappé wants to play on the left, doesn't he? Because he doesn't like playing in the middle. Then you've got Neymar, who... Just get, oh, whenever Neymar's gone, just let Neymar go on a free. Um, Where to? I don't know, but they've got enough money. They're, they're £200 million loss? Never mind. I don't um, I don't think you go, oh, I've got loads of money, it doesn't matter if I lose £200 million. They've got billions. Yeah, but you'd still notice... Like, say you've got 100 quid, yeah. you notice if 20 quid goes... You've got a billion quid. You notice if 200 million... That's a big, a lot of money. They haven't got a billion. Like, they might not... They've got billions. Okay, Okay. they might not notice a million quid, maybe, because they are that rich. But you notice 200 million down your bank account. 200 million loss out of 7 billion. Also, the club's... Well, it's not what I've run at all, is it? It's PSG. It's horrifically rad. That's that's not in the room, Mel. But yeah, United, I think Kane's a good option. I, I... could if Poch goes to Chelsea though, would Kane would Kane no, then go to Chelsea? Is Kane too expensive though? Yeah. For who he is, because English tax will make that hundred million yeah. plus. Aussie men, how much are we talk about Aussie men? Eighty? Seventy? Probably around a similar mark to be fair. Maybe higher than that. Is that why Vlahovic is such an appealing prospect? Because you can probably get him for forty mil. He's not good though. Is he not? He's not Premier League quality. That is that is a bit preposterous, man. No, what I, are you just, on about? I just have I I have relatively low expectations for a player from Syria. I look at strikers who have come over Lukaku. from Syria. Lukaku's been cooking in recent weeks. There's rumours Chelsea might give him a go. In the Serie A, that's the There's... problem. He came over to the Premier League and he did piss all. He did all right for a couple of weeks. He scored against Arsenal. Everyone's going, oh my God, Robert Lowe, we love I you. I could have scored against Arsenal two years ago. That defence. Do you think a Lukaku return for Chelsea is on the cards? There's rumours yeah. Chelsea might give it a go. Who else is going to A, want to join the club and B, who else is an actual striker? Yeah, I don't. I'm as much as I have my problems with Lukaku, and I would just I want him sold. Let's just get him gone. Like if we, I don't know. I, I don't know. What I'm saying. I want him gone. I want him gone. Yeah, let's move on. United, good rumor. Get a striker. Next up, a bit more of a fun one. Gareth Bale to oh, Wrexham. I don't want to rain on the parade, but it's a no. Why not? If you not seen what he said, what do you say? Hang oh, on, I only saw his initial tweets. No, he then. He then, because oh. then, um, what's his name? Ryan. Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds. then said, you know, he'd, he'd get, Let's he'd, get like, the he'd, receipts. He'd, I can't remember, he said, carve one out or do something, you know, get one, he'd tattoo one on Rob's back. And I think Gareth Bell said that he was just looking for a round of golf. Uh, let's have a look. I think, I might when, be wrong. How long ago was this? Oh, I don't remember. Trying to find, oh, Ryan Reynolds, mate. He tweeted so much. Yeah, I was going to say, he's tweeted a lot about Wrexham. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, so Rob McElhenney obviously tweeted, Hey Gareth, let's play golf, where I totally went to spend four, tri- four hours trying to convince you to unretire for one last magical season. Yeah. And then did did Bale reply to that, right? Yeah. I can't find his, tw- his reply. But yeah, he was basically like, Oh yeah, sure mate, we'll play some golf. He said like, what course? Oh yeah, depends what course. And then... And then Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds replied to that with, saying, oh, "I will shave a professional grade golf course in Rob's back if you get if you'll give Wrexham a season." And um, I th- I thought Bale responded to that by saying that he only wanted he just wanted around a golf. I don't, it doesn't look like Bale has responded to oh, that. Oh, maybe not then. Might be right. 
Yeah, no. No oh, yeah. response Fair from enough. Gareth Bale yet, unless he deleted it. No, he unless he unless he tweeted fuck off Ryan then <laughs> <laughs> deleted it. Oh, what about Gary Golf, mate? Yeah, twat. <laughs> Jesus. Or Ryan Reynolds, mate. Uh, but yeah, so what do you think are the benefits of Gareth Bell to Wrexham, both commercial and on field? Right, so we'll start on field. It's League Two. He'd score thirty-seven goals. They score more than that. Yeah, he would. they play like forty billion, like forty games, don't they? Twenty-four. They play forty-six. He would get fifty hey, goals. He'd, he'd do sit. He'd do a hundred. Be the first hundred goal season in the Premier in the league. You're saying Gareth Bale's running up to Torquay away. Exactly. Champions League winner Gareth Bale's in Torquay. It'll spank four in the back of the net. Go off after forty minutes. Well, I know Torquay in the National League, but they're you know, trying to go for a small. Uh, a cup game. Cup, yeah. <laughs> Carroll Cup, not Potter Johns. Who's the top scorer in the League Two this season? Twenty-seven goals for a bloke called Andy Cook. I've never seen that man in my life. Who's he play for? Bradford. Yeah, he's pretty good. Is, how, how do you know? You didn't. You didn't know yeah, his name. I know Bradford. Mate, Bradford are seventh in the league. Yeah, they're good. They're not even up there. They were good. They go. They lost a couple of games. Mate, he scored twenty-seven. That is mental. I don't even. Know. I like. I've never heard of him before. He's who played for Bradford, Mansfield, Tranmere, Mansfield, Walsall, Tranmere, Barrow, Grimsby, Barrow, Carlisle, Barrow, Barrow, Carlisle, Walking. He likes playing Barrow. He plays a lot for Barrow. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, oh, like it. But I think just on Wrexham, first of all, fantastic achievement getting promoted to the Football League. But it's gonna work because they can, they've bought, already bought in Ben Foster, who, yeah. yes, Pitt, well, he'll be gone I mean, the season, I remember right? seeing that when he saves a penalty against Notts County, things told YouTuber saves penalty. <laughs> People forget that Ben Foster was a, a Premier League quality goalkeeper. I don't think people forget. I think the news wanted <laughs> yeah. to go, oh, look at this YouTuber making idiots a big save. forget that Ben Foster was a quality Premier League goalkeeper. I think idiots, again, I don't think they forget. I don't I think, think the Sun can... journalist genuinely has never heard of Ben Foster. But, and, and then I, I just think, if they can do that with other players, bring in... Mm, I mean, it's the Sun, to be fair. You know, bring in ex, you know, really good ex-Prem, you know, like ex ex-Championship players that are, will still be good enough for League 2... They'll fly yeah. out the league. Well, that's the thing. Wrexham have a, a, have such yeah, an appeal Coleman. right now. And obviously, commercially, well, Bale's going to do a million shirts. So, because I can tell you now, if Wrexham sign Gareth Bale, the first yeah. shirt I'm buying of next season is not a Chelsea Frank one. Frank Lampard's going to need a job like? soon. Don't do that. Get him down We've got relegated. No, I didn't mean manager oh, he's going to play midfield. Yeah, I'm playing midfield. Spray put, you're not passing about. He's just rifling one home. Sorry, Elliot, leave him. Right, Frank Lampard, mate. Graham Sooness announced he's leaving as a Sky Sports pundit at the end. Of the even year. people like Elliot Lee, he's a championship quality player. Yeah. in my opinion. Paul Mullin, what a striker! No, oh, exactly. So I, I mean, think they'll do well next year. Ryan did say he was the best striker in the world. Could they go back to back promotions? Hundred percent. Look at League Two. As you said, and so Andy Cook from Bradford so had to get promoted. Every club's going to want to loan someone to Wrexham because they know yeah. they'll be learning under get great players with great facilities. Get an affiliate in there. Playing FM now. Yeah. Fair enough. Send, I know you look at Chelsea, we'll send something, you know, we'll give them some players. Yeah. David Datra for Fana. He'll get 75 goals. Don't <laughs> send him. Yeah, no. But Bale and for Fana you know are I mean? front of vibes. But yeah, he needs a better move than Wrexham in League 2. Right. I think that's Bale, yeah, I think he's a good move. I hope. I don't think he's going to I hope for the sake of the I story that it ends up happening because I think it would be magnificent. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't I feel like they could. Nah. I feel, like, I feel like it could. Up next, Brighton's early business, because Brighton, well, they've been busy, haven't they? They have been quite busy. They've done a lot already. First, Shao Pedro, record signing, already a done deal, apparently, according to Fabrizio Rano, £30 million for the Brazilian striker from Watford. 
Brighton need a forward. This they're is a finally great found a quality striker. Well, they've also got Evan honest, Ferguson, who is the have. second coming of Robin Keane. But let's be honest, who wants to play for Watford right now? Brilliant idea to go snap him up. Yeah, and for thirty mil, I think that's a bargain. I think that's a really good bit of business. And obviously, that's the thing. Yeah, they've got they've got him while Wilder's still there because they might have bought him, the other manager might have come in and gone. I'm keeping Jao Pedro at all costs. I wouldn't matter. He'd only be there two months. That's all right. You probably you could probably get him in that's August. If I'm Premier League clubs, go raid Watford. See what they've got. Because they get some decent talent. It's my Yeah, apart from Jao Pedro, they've kind of got. Sars there still. Yeah. The Who's the other one? There's another one as well. Another one. Oh, the winger. That's uh, Yes, yes, he's the one. He's really good. He is also. Oh, they lost to Hull on the yeah. weekend, so that's never that a great the sign. Squad. See what can, people can buy. Daniel Backman. Don't buy Daniel Backman. I don't know many of these people. Imran Loser, he's a bowler. No, he's not. Yes, he is a bowler. No, Wait, he's dropped a 7.2 rating and did not Champions. He's not Premier League quality. Yes, he is. No, he's Look at his Prem season last up. year. 20 appearances, <laughs> 6 <laughs> yellow cards. He got stuck. 7 Bowler. Uh, Keenan Davis. Henry Heraldo's there. That's on loan. But yeah, I didn't realise that, to be fair. He's played 7 matches. Why How are Watford so shit? One assist. How are Watford Equally, so I only know he's a bowler because of FM. And then they've got Matthias Martin on loan from Udinese as well. He doesn't he doesn't look like a bad player, I don't really know him. I thought it was the other way around. I thought Watford went to loan Udinese players. Nah. They've got this weird they've Pozo's own and both, don't they? So they just do I mean, there's no we've spoken about conflict of interest in ownership. Yeah. Neither of them are getting Champions League, so that doesn't matter. But yeah, Jean Pedro, I think it's a good bit of business. Yeah, and big Bro- deal. That's not the only thing, thing Brighton have been busy doing. Ooh. James Milner. Linked with a, th- uh, a move on a free, 37 years old. He is a free agent come the summer. This would be a, a free for Brighton. Do you think it's a good bit of business? Why? Legs, mate, midfield. Legs. Johnny Zero doesn't have legs. He does have legs. That's all he's got. Exactly. He has got legs. But it's just, you're just buying a backup. But I, I get it. You want a leader in that dressing yeah. room. It's a young, young side. They're going to be playing European football potentially next season. They want an experienced head. So for the players but to look up to, get him a new contract. I think Milner would take. I don't know if Liverpool want him again. He's thirty-seven. You know they've already got John Henderson as well. They don't need two bang average centre midfielders <laughs> who can't really do a lot but legs. run around exactly. So I think they'll probably just call it a day with Milner. They do. I like. Yeah, Milner could do a job right back or left back or centre midfield. Henderson, Milner, and Jones. Two bounce half from Jones. Elliot just run round. That's harsh on Elliot. They're both good no, technical just, players. No, he's rubbish. Anyway, yeah, Brighton, yeah. big early business, good early business, fair enough. Do you think they can challenge for the Champions League football next year? Yes, easily. Probably challenge, I think. I think they'll, still, I think they'll get fifth this year. Yeah, or sixth, depending on how Aston Villa get on and whether Liverpool have a late resurgence. Yeah, I think Villa will be there. Oh, I, I thought you'd be the most biased no. in the world, but fair enough. Then our final point, the final topic of the rumour mill. Jao Felix set for another loan. Apparently Chelsea want to loan him again for another £10 million, which would be, I think, around £30 million spent on a two-year, on a one-and-a-half-year loan. So great business again from Todd Bowley there. I like Felix. I can I understand. I, he's not I, productive. I he's not productive, I understand that, but I really like... What's he done this year? He's exciting. He's a goal. He's excited. He's got two, actually. Oh, sorry. That's more than anyone else has done. I think he's a really exciting player to watch. 
but I don't think, and I, th- I understand why we don't want to spend 100 million pounds, but either we buy him or we don't. That's Send not another loan. I'll let you never, never, never get him back. Apparently, though, uh, Newcastle are interested in him. I think he will, I think he's a very good player, so he will do well there. Why? Well, Newcastle need players that can take him to the next level, and Gian Felix is that player. Is it? Opinion. But not, I don't they need a striker. He's a winger. But they've got. Who have they got? Samaxman, who I don't think is top, top level. And then he's on the other wing. Almiron. He's quite good. Almiron's done all right this season, but they're not João Felix. But they've got Jacob Murphy, and who needs João Felix when you've got Jacob Murphy? Jacob Murphy's on the right. When they turn up at Real Madrid in the Champions League quarterfinals next year with Murphy on one wing and Felix on the other. That is the thing about Newcastle. They've done so well this year. Jacob Murphy's had a really good season. He has. I don't think you can justify making him leave. Sean Longstaff has been a key man in the midfield mm-hmm. and they're getting fourth in the Premier League. But I think they'll sign players and I think Longstaff might leave. May not leave, but back up. He's already back up, really, isn't he? No. Yeah. Who's he back up to? Willock, uh, Bruno Gimmerich and Joe Linton's in the midfield three. Yeah, but Longstaff's... Yeah. It's just that everyone keeps getting injured all the time. They have to sign a Bruno replacement. Because I cannot stress how important yeah. Brunic Gimmarish is that, that team. Cost them and the, they don't have a deal. Cost them the Carol Cup. Exactly. They don't have a defensive midfielder. They have to have a backup to uh, to yeah. Bruno. Jao Felix wouldn't loan him back. Bad, bad rumour. Bad, bad rumour. We haven't ranked the others. United's ranked. There wasn't really a rumour. That's more no, of a discussion. Good. Okay, good rumour. Bale, you bad. hate it because you're Legs boring. Happen. Good rumour. I want Bale to wreck him. Make right. it happen. Brighton's early business, good for them. Good job from Brighton, and then Felix, you're not a fan yeah. of. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. If Felix can do something in the last four games, then maybe we look at him for next season. But yeah. considering Nkunku's joining as well, probably renders the fin- signing of Felix a little bit invalid. Yeah, useless. Depends what Poch wants, but Poch is apparently a big fan of Pulisic and Madrid, so <laughs> it doesn't seem Felix would make any sense there. What? I don't know. I think a four-two-three-one. Cooks next year with Poch. Alright. And Kunku is an attack fielder. Get a striker. Make sure the We'll save that for next week's podcast. Maybe we will. Maybe that'll be the conversation. But yeah. If uh, if you've enjoyed the new format, make sure to give us some feedback in the comments below uh, on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, you're gonna have to head over to YouTube or various other social media platforms that we have presence on and you can tell us there what you think of our show. But yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed. If you if you have in fact we can do a new thing now because we're going to be talking about multiple stories every week if you see a topic you want us to discuss then yeah, send it in either via Twitter or Instagram DMs or we are thinking about setting up a Discord soon so maybe yeah. there'll be a segment a little uh, segment on there I don't know what you call them chat thing where you can channels, add in different channels. Ch- oh there we go we have a channel where you can link a little story you want us to talk about and maybe that'll come up in the next hopefully podcast happens so, soon. yeah hopefully the Discord is Ready to go. We say that like someone else is going to do it for yeah, us. No. <laughs> if we get around to set up the Discord soon, then that might yeah. happen. But yeah, other than that, make sure to subscribe if you're new around here. We're still going for 2.5k subs this year. It's a very ambitious goal. We're going to need every last subscriber to try and help us out there. And of course, on the Spotify, make sure to download. Make sure to follow as well, because follow's been going up. Downloads have been soaring recently Thanks, on, the, on the Spotify Shout and all the various guys. other podcast platforms you may be listening uh, to this on. <laughs> that made grammatical sense. But yeah, that's all for today. Thank you all very much for watching or listening, and we'll see you next time. See ya.